Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast. I have so many things to tell you today. I have a couple of announcements first, and then we're going to have a little bit of a mashup podcast episode. It's going to be a little different than usual. I actually have like three different topics that I want to talk about. We're going to try something new today. Um, It's funny because I posted on my Instagram stories earlier today and I was asking my followers, you know, what do you want to hear about on the podcast? And I listed like ABC and I took a poll and it was like homeschooling or do you want to hear more about faith topics um, or do you want to hear more about simplifying? And literally almost everybody wrote back and said, it doesn't matter any of those things. <laughs> so I'm actually going to do that today. I'm going to talk about a couple of different things. I was literally thinking whatever one gets the most, because I had three different topics, um, I will go with. And then they were literally like, you know, all of those things. So I was like, you know what? We're just going to do a mashup. I want to touch on all of them because I have kind of all these different things I want to share with you. So I am going to talk to you first in just a few minutes about simplifying in the new year and simplifying once and for all. Because how many of you have made this resolution before to simplify your life, to purge clutter, to get rid of distractions, and yet you do it again and again every year? May this year be the year that you simplify once and for all. So we're going to talk about that in a second. And then I want to share with you something super, super important. It is probably the biggest epiphany I have ever had as far as parenting that happened to me this week. I learned an enormous lesson and I want to share it with you. And I also wanted to touch a little bit on homeschooling as well. And I wanted to let you know that homeschooling did not save my children. What do I mean by that? I'm going to tell you in just a few minutes. Before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum publishing company. They have homeschool curriculum for ages K to 12. We have used it at every stage uh, in our homeschooling, and we have always loved Apologia, not just for their rigorous and, you know, stellar curriculum itself, but because of the biblical worldview. That to me is the most important thing in a curriculum. Has to be God-centered because God created science. So if I'm going to teach science, has to come from that perspective. But not only do they have science, they now have math, they have Bible curriculum, they have history and government, they have um, the What We Believe series, they also have a pl- uh, planners on their website. Did you know that? This is the time of year to begin buying planners, right? So if you haven't gotten your New Year planner yet, go check out all that Apologia has to offer at Apologia.com. They also have a lot of free resources over there that you can have uh, some encouragement, some homeschool encouragement, some activities for the kids. Go check out all they have to offer at Apologia.com. I also wanted to remind you my homeschooling books are available on Amazon, The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family and Not Just a a transcript, 
Called Home, Finding Joy in Letting God Lead Your Homeschool, and Real Homeschool, Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram Ideal Homeschool. Those are all available. Great time of year to get a little homeschool encouragement. January has historically been our worst homeschooling month pretty much every year of our homeschooling journey, and I always need a pick-me-up to get me through from now till spring, and so this is a great time of year to pick up one of those. Also a great time of year, if you're not a homeschooling mom, a book for all all Women, the Simply Living for Him devotional for less clutter and more joy. Uh, this is a great time to pick up a new devotional. There's nothing greater you can do for yourself in the new year but to get in God's word. So that's also available on Amazon. And I wanted to let you know that we have two in-person events coming this year for Simply Living for Him. The first is March 12th. It's a Saturday in Chester, New Jersey. It's a one-day event from 10 to 4. We are going to dig in the Word together. The theme for the day is, but do you know Him? So many of us know about God or what people tell us about God or what our upbringing maybe told us about God. And we have perceptions in our head about who God is. But we're going to look at the Bible to get to know who he really is. And when you know who he is truly, you will then know yourself. You know, there's all these self-help books out there telling you to get to know yourself, self-care, do this for yourself, yourself, yourself. I'm here to tell you that when you know God, the one who created you, then you will know who you are as a child of God and as a disciple of Christ. So I encourage you, bring your girlfriends, come on out for a beautiful day. It's at my church in Chester, New Jersey, Grace Bible Chapel. They are actually providing lunch for us as well. It's from 10 to 4. Doors will open at 930. You must pre-register. Um, I will put the link in the show notes. And we just need to know how many are coming so we can provide lunch. There is a $10 donation requested when you register, and that is really just to cover the cost for, you know, the church hosting us for the entire day. So we'd love to see you. Go to the link at simplylivingforhim.com. You can find it or in the show notes of this episode. Also, the Simply Living for Him Women's Retreat will be back in July, July 13th to the 15th. It's a two-day event. I simply cannot wait for this event. These retreats have been life-changing in the past, and I expect nothing more than for the same to happen this year. We've had several years off from the retreats. Thank you, pandemic. But we are ready to come back, and we are two-thirds of the way full. So grab your early bird ticket now and register for the Simply Living for Him retreat at simplylivingforhim.com slash retreat. I also wanted to tell you something new about the podcast. I have switched podcast hosts, and that means nothing for you at all. Nothing will change. You'll still hear it on iTunes or wherever you're listening. However, if you now go to anchor.fm slash simply living for him, you'll find my page over there. Our host is now with Anchor. And it's very cool because you can actually leave me a voicemail. There is a button on there and you can leave me a message. And my hope is that I can have you guys leave messages with questions or comments and I can use those in the podcast. We can do Q&A. I can answer reader questions. You can use that voicemail for anything, really. Just tell me whatever you want. But if you have questions that you want to hear answered on the podcast, I'd love for you to go to anchor.fm slash simply living for him. If you love the podcast, there's also a donation button over there that will help keep the podcast going in 2022. Every little bit helps. Most of all, your prayers mean the world to me. But if you are a supporter of the podcast and you'd like to see it continue in the future, 
we'd love to have you donate at simply at anchor.fm uh, slash simply living for him. So um, what was I going to say next? I think that was all of my announcements. All right. So like I said, we're doing a little mashup here today, uh, talking about a couple of different things. The first one I wanted to talk about was, you know, a simplifying topic, right? You know what I wanted to ask you guys too? You know, in the beginning of the podcast, how I say, um, you know, we talk about all things simple, life on our hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you always hear about Jesus. I really feel like most episodes are just about Jesus, right? <laughs> um, I talk about homeschooling here and there, uh, you know, sometimes. If you want to hear more about any one of those topics, that's another, you can also leave me a message over there at um, the anchor.fm slash for him, because I really want to hear what you guys want to hear about. You know, I, I, I tend to uh, say that, you know, back in the day, I always talked about, we talked a lot about hobby farming in the early years of the podcast and about homeschooling, but I don't feel like I do as much anymore. So I was thinking, do I need to change my intro? Do I need to change my taglines here? You've got ideas. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me, tell me what you think. So I do want to talk about simplifying though today in the new year. You know, so many of us make new year's resolutions. I talked about this on my devotional recently. Um, you know, about not making a new year's resolution. Talked about it a couple of times on my YouTube, uh, different, you know, you know, don't choose a word of the year, choose God's word. But you know, a lot of people at the beginning of the year, they do, you know, make these resolutions to simplify. And it's like, I mean, I know myself, I'm the simply living for him lady, but I know myself, I'm always like, at this time of the year, I just want to throw everything away and start fresh, right? You put the Christmas decorations away. I love, I love actually like everything being empty for a little bit. It starts to feel really cluttered when I have like a lot of Christmas decorations up and the tree and all those things. And so I like kind of like all of a sudden everything is put away and you can kind of start over and get rid of old things and, you know, out with the old and with the new. So I get it. This is a time of year where it's good to purge. But do you guys feel like every year you make the same resolution? Like this is the year I'm really going to, you know, have less stuff. This is the year that I'm going to get my life organized. This is the year I'm going to, you know, do. And it's like, why can't we just simplify once and for all? Why can't can't we just stick with it? Why do we resolve to get rid of stuff and then continue to bring it back in? And, you know, I've done podcast episodes about this in the past, like, so you can go in the archives and see so many things about getting rid of clutter and all that. But it's really that heart mindset. Why do we continue to chase after things that don't last? I don't know about you, but this year I am like really laser focused. I guess it's because I'm getting older too, but I'm really laser focused on like what really matters in life. And I have like no desire to chase after stuff anymore. You know, I was watching something recently and it was talking about like, you know, home decorating or whatever, renovating. And it was like, you know, you don't want to get anything that makes your house look dated. And I was thinking to myself, everything is dated at some point, you know, in five years from now, it's dated. How many times do the styles change, right? And why do we try so hard to keep up with the trends when we know that they change? Why do we try so hard to be like, oh, I, you know, that's, that's not in style anymore. I couldn't possibly have those cabinets or I couldn't possibly have that flooring because it's not in style anymore. But guess what? In five years, it's not going to be in style anymore either. And it's the same thing with like clothes and fashion and trends and all these things. It's like, like, why don't we get it that it all goes out of style? But yet there's one thing that never gets dated. And that's the word of God. 
right? It has the word of God. It's forever. As it says in in the Bible, it endures forever. It doesn't go out of style. It doesn't change with the times. Now, people change. People try to change it with the times. So we might have this perception that it's dated, but it's absolutely not. It is not dated and it hasn't changed. People change. The word of God does not. And so if we could, this is the key really to simplifying and to, you know, making that resolution like of once and for all. If we had the mindset that we're going to chase after the eternal things and not the external things, and we're going to focus on the things that truly matter, then we will stop cluttering up our lives with all the things that don't. And we won't have to make that resolution every year. Now, we might have to fine tune every year come January, right? Sometimes by that time, just because I think that December is such a busy month and things get so crazy, you know, I think sometimes things get very cluttered at the end of the year. And it's okay then in January to kind of take a breather and kind of, you know, regroup. But why do we have to resolve every year to do the same thing we resolved to do last year? So maybe it's a time of regrouping, but maybe we don't have to resolve every year to do the same thing because it's obviously not been working. If it hasn't been working, if you've been making that same resolution every year, stop and ask yourself why. Rather than saying, this is the year it's going to be different, this is the, ask yourself why. Why will it be different this year? Because will it really? I think it will be different when we stop relying on stuff to make us happy. We stop relying on externals to define us. The way our home looks, the way we look, the way our family looks, the way our children act, the, way, the kind of car we drive, the newest technology we have. These things are all just extra in our lives. And yet we, as a culture, let them define us. And because the culture is always changing and we want to keep up with the times and we don't want to be dated, then we're constantly changing and constantly trying to keep up with the times. And that is why we're bringing so much clutter into our lives because we're not satisfied, right? We're, we're trying to fill up and be satisfied on things that don't last, things that go in and out of style, trends that come and go at lightning speed these days. You know, like I said, if you look at homes, everything, I crack up. I look at the styles of homes and I'm like, that was the style when I was little. Like it's all back in style again. And who defines that that's in style? I just like what you like and who cares what anyone thinks? Like, who cares? At the end of your life, is anyone going to say at your funeral, Karen DeBuse had a great home that really kept up with the trends? I sure hope not. I sure hope that's not what people remember about me. I want them to say, Karen DeBuse, she lived an unwavering, unchanging life for God. She had a firm foundation. And because her foundation was in him, she wanted to share that with others. Who cares about keeping up with the trends of this world? This world is fading away. Why would you want to keep up with a world that you know is fading away? And so if we really want to resolve that this year is going to be the year where we're really going to, you know, get rid of stuff and and simplify our lives, 
It really has nothing to do with the stuff. It's time to say, this life is short. Why am I constantly chasing after things that don't matter? The only thing that doesn't change is God. So why are we focusing on the things that will slip through our fingers so fast? If you want to wear certain styles, wear them. If you want to look a certain way, look it. If you want your house to be a certain way, let it be. Does your house function? Then so be it. Be happy. Don't try to change it because it doesn't keep up with the style. If it functions and it's working, be grateful. And stop worrying about if it looks a certain way. Because this life is going to be over before you know it. And I do not want to be known for, you know, having the greatest looking home or car or technology or stuff or fashion or whatever it is. Right? We want to keep our eyes fixed on him. So resolve this year to get closer to him than ever. Because when it's just like I say at the beginning of the episode, the more you desire him, the less you desire the things of this world. You want to simplify your life. You want to get rid of clutter. Be filled up on the word of God, because when you're desiring him and you're filled up on his truths, you don't care about the things of this world. And I don't want to say it like you don't care, because we should care about the things in our lives. But you're not putting all your security in it. You're not defining your life by how your house looks or the stuff that you have or the things that you do. You're defining your life by Christ in you. And so when you're defining your life that way and when Christ is in you and your motivating factor in life is for the kingdom of God, you're not going to clutter up your days with stuff that doesn't matter. So it really, as I've been saying since the beginning of time, since I started Simple Living for Him, simplifying has nothing to do with the stuff. The stuff is a symptom of where your heart is, right? Where your heart is, there will be your treasure. The stuff is a symptom. The clutter is a symptom. It's not about finding a new system to organize your stuff. It's about not having so much in the first place because you don't need it and you don't rely on it. And it doesn't define you. And it doesn't satisfy you. Because you think it satisfies you, but then it doesn't. Because again, this world is always changing. You know, I've talked about this before, but I remember in our science class in our homeschool, we learned about one of the laws of thermodynamics. And I don't know it all off the top of my head. But there's this like scientific law that every single thing in this earth is decaying. It's in the process of decaying. Everything is being broken down. Like no matter what it is, if it's here, if it's made of matter, it's being broken down. And it's in a it's in a state of decay. Everything. So why do we put our our you know, our treasure in these things that are decaying? Because if you look at the opposite of that, there's your spiritual life that is in the process of sanctification. And sanctification means being made holy and being made better and moving towards something greater, moving towards your eternal reward. You are being sanctified. You are going up, 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 like being made better towards heaven while this world is going down, down, down and decaying. So why do we put our faith in the things that are decaying? 
we need to put our energy into the things that are being made better in our sanctification process. So our spiritual self is on a trajectory that's going up and being made better, while our physical self is on a trajectory of decay. So when you look at it that way, why wouldn't you want to invest in the things that are sanctifying us, in the eternal things and not the externals? So I wanted to talk to you guys about that. That was one topic today about our, our you know, simplifying. I want to hear from you guys. Are you that type that has trouble every year? That's like, wow, every year I make the same resolution and here I am again. Well, I want to hear from you. Are you willing to say that this year is really going to be the year where you start to focus on the things of God? Because that is going to be the key to simplifying everything. Now, I want to share with you a totally different topic. Like I said, this is a a mashup today. I want to move into a different topic, and I want to share with you. Well, no, you know, I'm going to save my epiphany till last. I'll save that to third. You'll want to stick with this because it's really huge, the biggest thing I learned this week. But before I say that, I want to share with you, and this will kind of go in line because it's like parenting stuff, but I just wanted to share with you for a minute, you know, to touch on some homeschooling topics I was thinking about, you know, there's a lot of things I want to talk about in in my homeschooling uh, topics. Um, And I'm going to have my son on in a couple of weeks. And we're going to talk about um, the fact that he was a strong-willed child. And he's grown up now and he is so different. And so many people like that I talk to in homeschool consulting, they're like, how do you handle strong-willed children? Like they all have the same questions. And I'm going to bring my strong-willed child on. He's going to talk about, you know, how he has changed over the years. So I can't wait for that topic. But there's this also this, you know, overarching question that I get when I do homeschool consulting and something, a theme that I've talked about so often with clients. And I just wanted to touch on that today. You all know I homeschool. You all know I love homeschooling. I'm passionate about homeschooling. My ministry started out as, you know, I was a homeschool speaker. I still am. I still speak at homeschooling conventions. And I will be speaking this year in a couple of different places. And that has always been my passion and my desire, you know, homeschooling. But I want to make it very clear to you as we are going into our, we're in our 16th year of homeschooling. Homeschooling did not save my children. Homeschooling has nothing to do, I don't want to say nothing, but let me just say this. God will save your children. Your children's salvation is between him, them and the Lord. Okay. Homeschooling is a tool of discipleship, just like many tools of discipleship, reading the Bible with my children, praying with my children, uh, teaching them the ways of the Lord, And homeschooling is one of those tools. But many people these days are homeschooling for various reasons. The homeschooling movement just keeps growing these days. But if you are out there and you're thinking, well, I need to homeschool to save my children, I just want to encourage you that homeschooling will not, in the end, be the be-all, end-all that's going to save your children. God is, right? Do I think that homeschooling is the best option? Absolutely. I just do. I think homeschooling is an amazing option. 
I don't, you know, uh, I don't want to get and be the Holy Spirit in anyone's life and say, you should do this, you should do that. I think if you are feeling that conviction that you should definitely take that to the Lord and pray about it. I think homeschooling is an amazing option. I've seen it for our family. But because we homeschooled, we were able to spend so much more time discipling our children. So homeschooling in and of itself did not save our children, but it was a tool. And ultimately, God is the one who saves our children. And I know that I have my kids for 18 years, and I'm going to do everything that I possibly can in that time, as much time as I can to show them uh, the truth, to show them I, I am sorry, guys. I turned my volume off on my phone and it literally keeps going off. Um, I think I turned it off now for good. So, you know, homeschooling has allowed me to spend a lot of time discipling my children that I don't think I would have had if they were out of the house all the time. But am I here to put God in a box and say he's not going to save your children if they're in school? That's not my place to say because it's not. Um, so... We want to be really careful to think like, but I chose to homeschool. Why are they straying? Or I chose to homeschool. You know, why are they rebelling? Because homeschooling does not save your children. God does. However, there's another part of this that's really important. Just like I said about the whole simplifying thing, you know, like being in the word of God is like so important because that's what's going to change, you know, how you view things. A disciple will make a disciple. So if you are not actively modeling what it looks like to be a disciple, it's going to be very hard for your kids to understand how to be a disciple, right? So that means not putting on a show for your kids of what a good Christian looks like and being like, we have to follow the rules. We have to do this. We have to do that. But it's sometimes showing them like mommy messed up and apologizing and saying, you know, this is why I need a savior, because I'm not perfect. You know, one of the mistakes I think I made when I was, when my kids were little was I wanted them to think like I was perfect, or that we were perfect. And I realized like, part of being a disciple is admitting, obviously, that we aren't perfect, and we need a savior. So teach your kids their need for a savior. Instead of teaching them all the rules that they have to follow, teach them why. Teach them that they need a savior and continue to teach them that. Like all the time, go back to their need for Jesus. Instead of saying, you need to obey and you need to do this. I mean, and those things are true, but I think we teach those things without kind of like the why that they all need a savior, that mommy and daddy mess up and need a savior. And Preach the gospel to them every single day. Preach the gospel to yourself every single day. Why? Because it puts us in our place. Takes us off any high horse that we want to go on. Preach the gospel to yourself every day. Preach the gospel to your kids every day. And remember, homeschooling is just a tool for discipleship. And while I think homeschooling is the best option, spending time as a family, you know, tailoring their education for them, you know, being able to raise them with biblical worldviews. Like, really, I believe in my heart of hearts that it is just, you know, the best option. 
I also know that I can't, you know, be the Holy Spirit in someone's life. And I can't say, well, you must do it this way. That's between you and the Lord. So if you haven't been called to homeschool yet, or you don't think you'll ever be called to homeschool, just remember that homeschooling doesn't save your children. God does. And it's your job as a parent, whether they're in school, out of school, hybrid school, you know, (laughs) virtual school, whatever it is these days. It's your job to disciple them, to use the time you are given with them and to really point them to the Lord, point them to their need for a savior and model for them what a disciple looks like. You can't be telling them to follow the rules and read the word and then you're not. You can't be, you know, telling them you need to do this and that and then you're not. Model it for them because when you are actively, uh, growing in the Lord and you're in the word and you're doing those things, you can't help but radiate Christ in your life. And they will see that. One way that I just wanted to uh, mention here to help you as a woman to be in the word, to grow in your relationship with the Lord is join us over in the Simply Living for Him online women's community. We are having a ball this year. I mean, I feel like since the beginning of the year, there has been so much more interaction in the community. It's just been a beautiful thing. We just had a prayer meeting yesterday, a prayer call, uh, or two days ago. Um, we did a live video and prayed together. And there were women all over the world. I mean, here we are on a Tuesday afternoon at three o'clock. And we had women, a woman from Australia. I mean, where it's, it's amazing. Where else can you do this, right? And the, the amount of encouragement and God-honoring interaction in this community is like nothing I've seen before. I mean, it reminds me of our Simply Living for Him retreats, which are the same thing, like beautiful God-honoring interactions for the whole weekend. But this is just so beautiful. I mean, you can go on Facebook and watch people argue, or you can come to the Simply Living for Him online women's community and watch women encourage one another. So we have Bible studies. We have scripture writing and memorization every month. We have a prayer group. There's just so many ways to be encouraged. So I want to encourage you to check it out. It's free. It's it's free for everyone. All of the Bible studies, everything. Simplylivingforhim.com slash community. All right, so let's move on to my last topic of my little mishmash here. Do you want to hear my epiphany from this week? All right, so this past year has been a little bit topsy-turvy, as you all know. It's been a roller coaster. Um, I have gone through every emotion this year I think that I could ever imagine. Um, And you all know because my daughter got married. I'm sure you're tired of hearing about it. But, you know, we are just two years into her, to me letting her go to college And now all of a sudden she's married. So like life has moved fast and it's all good. I prayed for a spouse for her. God sent her a spouse. He answered all of my prayers in what I wanted to see in a spouse for her. He's a wonderful spouse. They have a beautiful God honoring godly relationship and it's wonderful. And I have struggled and I'm going to be real and honest and transparent here as I always am. I have struggled Um, In the past several months, though, with letting her go. And when I say letting her go, I know to some of you, you're going to say, big whoop, she's two hours away. So she's two hours away. We don't live in the same state. Um, And I had this like inner turmoil going on where I would be really happy for them because I, I mean, I really am really happy for them. 
She is doing amazing things. She's interning at her church. She's going into ministry. She's pursuing her degree online. She's doing wonderfully. She's working as she's trying to do all these things and learning how to be a wife. And, you know, it's just a lot. And I'm very proud of her. She's only 20 years old. And so I'm happy. I'm really happy for all of that. But then I would get these moments where I was just like, but I want her here. Like I want her doing all those things, but here so that, you know, she could come over on Sundays for dinner or we could just pop over each other's homes, you know, anytime we want. And we would see each other all the time. And, you know, I have to be honest with you. I would get these little like glimpses of, you know, here's where you do the comparison thing of other people's lives, you know, like on Instagram where they have adult children and they're having, you know, game night with their kids or they're going shopping and they're doing stuff with their kids all the time or, you know, just that kind of stuff. And it would kind of eat at me and I'd be like, I'm never going to have that because she doesn't, she doesn't live here. You know, we have to plan to see them, you know, like once a month or whatever it is, which is still, I know I'm like, boohoo, Karen, I'm, there's people out there who their kids live across the country. Like, I get it. It's all your perspective. But I'm just telling you my experience. So I was starting to get down on myself feeling like, you know, it, I just was going into that downward spiral. Instead of focusing on all the good, I was thinking about, you know, how she's not here. And so specifically after we just saw them for the New Year holiday, after they left, I was feeling really sad. And I was like, you know, we have so much fun when they visit. They'll visit for like a few days at a time. And then it's over. And I'll feel so sad. And it's like you go through this. And I was like like saying to the God, why? Why is it every, like, I wait and wait for their visit. We have fun. And then the last 24 hours, I start to not have fun because I'm thinking about them leaving. And it's just like, you know, I'm starting to see this pattern every time we visit. And then after they leave, I'm sad for a few days and, you know, I cry and, and I don't want it to be like that. And boy, I started praying about this and God so clearly told me, here's my epiphany. He so clearly showed me, I did not have kids to fulfill myself. My children do not exist for me. Do you know what do you know what I'm saying? Like like all of a sudden I just got this huge vision that just like opened my eyes. How selfish of me to think that I want what I want like oh, now Yes, we all love our kids and we want to be with our kids and all of that. But I had this like huge just epiphany from the Lord in my prayer time that was like, Karen, your kids don't exist for you. They exist for me. That's what I felt the Lord was showing me. That he was saying, your kids don't exist for you. They exist for me. And she has things to do for me. And this is the really crazy thing. And I posted about this on Instagram a little bit yesterday. So that happened, and I, start, I wrote that down. If you don't have a prayer journal, write it down. I have a prayer journal, and I write these things down because I will forget. And I wrote that down, and I just kept thinking about it all day, and I was, it was so freeing all of a sudden to be like, 
I didn't raise my children, as we talked about just before, about discipling your children and spending your time with them. I didn't spend 18 years preparing my daughter to be a disciple so that she could fulfill something in me where I could say, well, we have Sunday dinners together or Friday game nights or Wednesday shopping nights. That is not why I raised a disciple. I did not raise her to fulfill my dreams. I raised her to be a disciple, wherever that is, whether it's two hours away or he takes her around the world. And it was freeing because all of a sudden I was like, I have no business lamenting and being sad. She's living her life for him. And she truly is. She's pursuing a ministry degree. She's living for him. And so after I had this big epiphany yesterday and I felt so encouraged and so free, all of a sudden I wasn't sad. Then last night, I get a notification. Her church is online. They do their live streaming. She teaches once in a while um, the youth group. And lo and behold... I get a notification and there she is teaching the youth group and I'm just watching this girl, this woman, standing on stage, fulfilling her purposes for God. And I thought, those kids need her. She's got assignments from the Lord. Who am I to say I need her here? Her husband needs her there. The people in her church and her community out there need her there. These kids need her there. She's doing things for the Lord. I think I talked about it recently. I don't know if I talked about the podcast, but she's expanding her reach. Had I made her, not made her because I can't make her, she's an adult, but had I encouraged her to stay here and live here close to home? You know, I'm not saying there's not, like if your kids live close to you and that's how God has set it up, that's wonderful. But what I'm saying is, for me, again, this is just my story, what God is teaching me. All of our stories are different. What he clearly showed me in this was, whether she's here or there, she isn't here to fulfill my needs. She's here to fulfill his purpose. She's here to live for him. Right. And so, yes, while it's, you know, family is important and we want to be together. And yes, I wish we could have shopping nights and game nights and pizza nights and Sunday dinners. She's got a lot of bigger things to do. I did my job. I raised a disciple. And now that disciple is out there making disciples. Isn't that what I want? How selfish of me to be sitting here crying and sad because, oh, I don't get to go shopping with my daughter like some moms do. I don't get to stop over her apartment, you know, every day like some moms do. I don't get to see her, you know, every week. Big whoop. She's making her own disciples. She's expanded her reach. She's doing most of all, most importantly, what God called her to do. So what I want to tell you is whether you're a mom of young ones or older ones, I want to share with you my epiphany and hope that it encourages you. Your kids are not here to fulfill you. They are here to fulfill purposes for God. They are not here, you know, to kind of, you know, fulfill that, like I said, that vision I had in my head. 
that, you know, her being close. And, you know, my husband says, too, if if she lived close by and we saw her all the time, it wouldn't be like, uh, you know, everything is roses all the time. We'd probably never see them here either because she'd be busy all the time. But my point is, I think it's so important that we have that perspective. We don't raise our children to serve us. We raise them to serve him wherever that takes them. And we should be thankful if they are fulfilling their purpose for him. So keep that in mind because I know a lot of moms are watching my my story unfold as I post on Instagram and the blog and I talk about it here. You know, many of you have been with me from the beginning when my daughter was itty bitty when I first started ministering online. So you've watched this process. You've watched me send her to college. You know, you've watched me send her to high school, graduate, not send her to high school, homeschool, high school, um, graduate, uh, you know, send her to college and now get married. I know many of you have watched, you've written to me and you said it encourages you because maybe you're a few years behind me. So if that's you, Take that lesson that I learned from the Lord, that epiphany, so to speak, this this week to heart. And remember, yes, we love our children dearly. And yes, we want to be with them. But the end game of your parenting is not to fulfill something for you. It's that they fulfill their purpose in him. So let me know what you think about that. I want to hear from you. Leave me a message over at anchor.fm. Is it .com slash simply living for him? I need to check. Uh, It's either, I'll put it in the show notes. It's anchor.fm slash simply living for him. I want to hear from you guys. And, you know, you can leave me a cool little voicemail on there now and let me know, um, you know, is that something that you thought about? Is that an epiphany for you? Let me know if you have um, any comments on this podcast. What do you think of this little mishmash, this little mashup of three different topics? Let me know what you think. I want to hear from you guys. You can comment wherever you're seeing this. Leave me a, a, a review on iTunes if this has encouraged you. Share it with your friends. Um, you know, get this message out there. And I am just excited to continue encouraging you all in 2022. I've got lots of good episodes, some special guests coming up in the next few weeks. Um, and I want to interact with you. So leave me a voicemail over there. Uh, comment wherever you're seeing this. Let's continue the conversation. Also, sign up for one of my events, the one in March in Chester, New Jersey, or the one in July in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I want to meet you in person. I would love to see you at either one of those events. You can register online at simplylivingforhim.com. I hope to see you very soon. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.